Welcome back to episode 11 of Who's Code Again. I'm your host, Abhin, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts again, Anakshay and Tushar. And uh, we're coming to you <laughs> uh, in a very strange situation where this is the second podcast in a week. We did an emergency one on Monday, which then out on Tuesday after what happened with the European Super League. Uh, that podcast was almost rendered irrelevant by the time it came out because so many things happened in the last in, in the space of those 24 hours. And it's only right that we discuss the fallout and the aftermath of, uh, of the events that occurred. I guess today's podcast will be mainly focused on that with some of the fixtures that happened midweek. Chelsea, Brighton being one, um, Leeds and Liverpool the other, as well as last night's game. I mean, Villa's game with uh, City, which saw an extremely stupid decision by Matty Cash. And that being said, let's get started with the show. Okay, boys, long time no see. Long time, long time. What the fuck has been happening in football in the last three days? I was at work and I was doing a very small presentation. There were only like two or three slides or max four slides. And from the beginning of the presentation till the end, Chelsea had left, United had left, Arsenal had left, Atletico had left. I was just like, how did all these clubs leave in the span of like, what, 20 minutes? A ball felt like maximum half an hour. I felt that every club was waiting for the other to leave. The domino, yeah. Mm. This proper domino effect. Mm. Because... Yeah. So, I mean, I, when, when I was putting together the, the edit for the pod, I this and I just about was about to finish. And then um, at that point, I, I just checked Twitter and Petr Cech had come out of Stanford Bridge. And because it was, it was spearheaded by Chelsea fans. Chelsea fans went to Stanford Bridge. Yeah. They clogged up Fulham High Road and uh, they didn't let the team bus in. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't let the team bust in. And it's hilarious because uh, Peter Cech was out there mm. trying to calm the fans down and those were un- really unruly crowd. And I was just like, Peter Cech should be wearing his helmet right now. Like, <laughs> I've not seen a guy without a helmet, but right now is when he needs to be wearing that thing. <laughs> so, I was... Uh, and you know what the funny thing was? They all looked, looked like 16 to 24 year olds. Uh, which yeah. was already the, the the not legacy fans. Yeah, the not legacy fans who were all out on the streets. Yeah, incoming fans. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Clarkson also tweeted, "My son is there, and I'm proud of him." And all that. Yeah, yeah. The top guy, guy. Mm. Yeah. But it was amazing that the type of banners they made. Like, uh, I want my cold night in Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> like every meme possible was on on there. I'm very impressed by Gen Z's capacity to meme absolutely everything. They, they produce so many meme-worthy moments. Uh, even the whole Petr yeah. coming, as soon as he came out and said, "Give we know, give us time, give us time, it was already a meme. It's like, oh, Petr Cech says, yeah. Petr Cech says football, but couldn't say Arsenal's penalties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, um, within minutes, I think, I remember... Uh, Tuesday, at least when when it's early on, not Tuesday, it was it was Monday, right? So when things started to unfold, uh, there were reports coming out that there are two clubs who are really wavering about the decision to stay in this league. And as soon as Chelsea put out a statement saying it broke through this guy called Dan Roan, and he said Chelsea are, are pulling out, then City followed soon. Or they announced that they were going to pull out. Then Chelsea, yeah. then Atletico, then uh, I don't know. Atletico announced, but they pulled out formally yesterday. Then United, then Liverpool, which is ironic because Liverpool were the last to pull out, and everyone thought it would be the first. Yeah, so, but in quick succession, almost all the, the English clubs pulled out. Well, yeah. six of them simultaneously, quite simultaneously. And even if you like look yeah, at. If you look at Florentino yeah. Perez's interviews, 
he keeps talking about saving football he has to save football it's not a, and i and the more you listen to his interviews the more you realize he's not talking about saving football he's talking about saving madrid yeah but that's the thing right like all these clubs they're like mega club right they're like billionaire rich kind of club mm. but these last two years of not having sales they're all bankrupt dude gone not just that dude like like oh. covid plays a big part understandable but barcelona are 700 million in debt madrid are yeah which is the funny thing about is the esl was that they were going to do nba style salary cap hmm which wouldn't have worked no i think salary right. cap would have worked right salary caps would work because salary caps project some anomalies in in there right no they said 55% of your revenue can be spent on salaries not more than that okay and you know why it would have worked it would have worked because the owners could have saved money by telling the player i can only give you 55% of my revenue not because out of some great footballing genius or moral ethic thing that's what the the owners could rake in 45% and 55% you could give to yeah the the very good players but i think that rule you can take and apply to uh, you can take and apply apply to football as it is now and i think we are heading towards a future where player caps where like salary caps becomes um a major you have already trying to integrate that right yeah you have just said we're going to look into doing salary caps uh we're going to look into that of, of course already doing this this model Mm, which uh, i think is going to be I, challenged by the time this podcast comes out because uh, everyone has has trained their uh, their advisors on that now yeah i mean uefa is not a good guy by any stretch okay uefa is one of the most corrupt most corrupt organizations out there the football winning is good thing because it was also portrayed that yes that was bad and it it was in in a certain way like it had a lot of faults hmm. but i feel like they were also proposing some good stuff something like you know like these salary caps and all might be a good product of that i yeah. don't know if ufa's model is right right now also no ufa's model is not right now that ufa coefficient thing is bullshit yeah but yeah i see if you expand to 36 teams cool fine i agree with with 36 teams means what one team more in each group right or an additional group yeah basically you, you know the funny thing about the champions league was the intention of starting it was the champ the winning the guy who guys who won each league yeah would play each other right then they extended yeah. it okay and what if i come second what if i come third okay you also come okay fourth you also <laughs> now they're fucking extending it to as much as you want dude oh you want 32 teams so everybody come and play champions league they're not champions dude no but it's usually the best it's it's the best teams in europe that come together to play like i think as you mentioned like before in first was only the champions and then the, the year they expanded it to two teams like first and second united had finished second behind arsenal and in 98 and that was and the year they expanded it to to two places was 99 where they went and won the treble so and then 2002 i think was the next integration where it went from 2 to 4 i mean i don't know I, i could be wrong and i would say that model has worked and it has worked well now the the sticking point comes between uefa and the clubs and the clubs tried to play a really big gamble and it hasn't paid off specifically because of uh what do you call specifically because what is that noise the backboard oh. hold on sorry oh, chill, chill. so yeah checking if the mic was on yeah so the um so now i don't know what uefa plans to do because i don't think the talk of an esl is anywhere close to i mean right now it's dead in the water and and perez is 
looking like an absolutely out of touch old moron he's been doing interviews after interviews and at some point someone has to he's getting crazier i you know what after they announced the esl hmm the next day he went on this late night talk show you know like the steven colbert type yeah yeah in spain mm-hmm. there he's gone and said some crazy shit dude i think looking at that interview only the clubs are like what the fuck is he saying okay we better pull out of this shit this guy seems crazy you know what this is this is just some jp morgan some brand guy has gone to like spares and all the rest and all okay and like dude today is 13 year old they do reels and all yeah they do some 15 seconds to 30 second things what are you guys doing playing for 90 minutes and all okay <laughs> that was there was actually a time where perez proposed that football game should be half the size they should be only 45 minutes and all that and it's totally because one the americanization means that you need more ad spot yeah and the only ad spot you get is before the game in the middle of the game and after the game that's not enough mm-hmm. and in that middle of the game you do commentary on when and analysis and all right so it's not good enough for advertising mm. okay secondly they feel like it's not exciting like look look at cricket right mm. t20 was born because it was the shortest format of the game mm. right it's a 3 hour game mm. and in that you get a lot of highlight moments like six 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 wicket six 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 wicket mm. and that's what keeps it going like that's what keeps that bimark going so mm. that's what they probably proposed to this guy saying that that's what's needed in football but cricket itself is a 3 hour game even the, the shortest format i mean i wouldn't say shortest i think 10 over cricket also is there but it, it's not as widely accepted picked up yeah uh, as as may 20 is right 10 over cricket is even more chaotic so but even then no, that depends right hmm. so 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 even after this whole whether like football won or no, football didn't win and all of those things hmm. right hmm. uh So, so now the consequences come right mm-hmm. so now either you clean up football of big money mm. which they doing the t plus 1 mm. but that might not work or i don't know what like other sanctions you do right see at the end of the day, the ipl is that good because there's that much money pumped into it mm. to attract the best talent in the world mm. uh you look at hockey or even isl nobody gives a shit about it or major population don't why because there's no money in it mhm what the right. I, but the isl has money uh, and the other it doesn't have enough like we watch football and it, but this like like this year during the coronavirus mm. it had the most shit ratings ever yeah i didn't watch even though i'm a really good bangalore fc fan i didn't watch a single game they right. actually watched uh, most people didn't sorry uh bangalore fc didn't you watch a game i watched a few games but they were really bad so then i stopped watching them <laughs> right so, so that's that, that's what i'm trying to say like hmm. so it's going to be very hard to to figure out consequences and all now of the sl and the the other thing perez did wrong is right he he told them yeah yeah i'll take care of everything okay the bugger didn't get Uh, approval from fifa i didn't get approval from uefa i didn't get the national teams thing started mm. okay so i don't think asl is dead in the water yet there'll be another guy who'll find a way to grease farms of uefa and fifa and then pull out an asl you know what i think you know i where i feel it's going because and this was and i in, we've been making the mistake of calling it uh the esl right mm. it's it's called the super league Yeah. So I envision the Super League to exist in a couple of years as like a world league and very similar to uh you know how the Eastern Western Conference happens you're going to have different sections you will have the winners of let's say a Champions League format you will have I don't know where they'll squeeze in the games I don't know how they'll do it but isn't fifa already pro- isn't that the uh, fifa world club yeah world, world cup. cup club world cup they're already proposing that right but yeah but the world the club world cup is anyway is just is what four to five games right no 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 the club championship is different he's proposing a whole club world cup just like your national world cup 
Oh, okay. there will be 32 teams that come and they will play and then it will be a 60 day tournament and all of that. that that's a lot more fun than the esl no because there that's merit uh like there is uh, there is merit to that competition yeah, the best you, the best will yeah exactly so i, I think the isl also is, is a pretty good example of a closed uh, of a closed door policy because we know that bangalore is not didn't do well this season i mean but they but the eight teams that are in there will be back again next season so is that is that drop off in viewership um as soon as your what do you call as soon as uh, your team isn't going isn't like going to hit the playoff spot or going to win the whole thing you notice that even in ipl i i assume a large section of the bangalore crowd tunes out by a particular point during uh, during the season i think when it mathematically they screw up they'll be they invariably make it to the top four or just the, just outside the top four and then mess things up but anyway i think we're digressing now uh, just before we got on the podcast right there's been um, mundo deportivo which is like a spanish outlet have just put out um news saying that ufr like really intent on punishing madrid and perez this season and a lot of them are pushing for madrid to be banned from this year's champions league final semis and next year's competition entirely which is great news for chelsea fans because which means they get they get a buy straight into the final i don't know if it will feel the same though some reason even if you win it this year it feels like a tainted year oh yeah definitely you know? i feel yeah like you mentioned with the chelsea brighton game right Yeah nobody's heart was in it like the team's heart was just not in it because uh, he even mentioned somewhere which I was saying that uh, most of the training session of most of the day went into like players questioning him and and the and the the management Tuchel questioning the management like what is happening everyone trying to get like a what do you call clarity on what exactly is happening and all, all the players they're worried about their future right they're like what am i going to do am i going to be in the esl am i going to be in the national team all of those questions are in their head yeah so that was that was another so, big cock up right that they didn't tell the management they didn't tell the playing staff <laughs> they didn't tell anybody who actually yeah. actively be involved yeah. in the competition yeah this is just like surprise guys <laughs> here you go <laughs> and that's the wrong way to go about it this is the worst way to go about anything and the funny thing is now all the owners like including abramovich is like oh i didn't know they didn't were not clear they didn't say exactly what the esl is i mean super league is i don't know i don't know it was very funny because if i know abramovich is very shrewd businessman and there's no chance he he went into something without knowing what exactly it entails no i'm sure everyone like see the owners all knew what was coming I can I yeah I do not for one moment believe that the owners didn't know what they Yeah were. I don't believe it either right <laughs> because you have so they're billionaires for reason right they're billionaires because they know how to <laughs> they're good with money and what see the fault with the with the game currently is that if you are a football club owner there is only a certain amount of revenue you can guarantee the rest is obviously based on on competition and for a lot of the american owners and this was something that really boiled my my blood when i first read it that american owners didn't understand the concept of relegation and i i think we adhered to it in the last podcast as well and didn't uh, didn't un- didn't understand the concept of delegation didn't understand the and understand the concept of promotion they felt that because they bring in the most amount of viewership whenever they play whoever that they had a god given right to um to like to shut shop and make sure that their investments were protected but unfortunately that's not that's not the business that they are in and if they and the sad part is is the realization that they've come to now where they're like oh, okay this is uh why don't we just flip the entire sport without consulting without telling anybody anything 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just want I want I want to see what's going to play out in terms of consequences or will there be consequences to these guys. I feel definitely there'll be huge fines imposed as what I what I think. Um because if they ban the club they also ban they hurt the fans and the players who weren't responsible for it. Like imagine you have Chelsea players and if they crack top top 4 which I think they will. You're a point apart from each other, right? You and West Ham? No, we're on the yeah. same point. We're just goal difference. Just goal difference right now. West Ham is on is higher on goal difference. No, we're higher on goal difference. No, Chelsea's higher. Okay. Yeah. So we're both top- 55 points mm-hmm. and uh, ours is 19, there's 11 I think. That's correct. They're on uh, So Chelsea are fourth and West Ham are fifth. Yeah. Correct. That's actually a really nice race, dude. And would have and yeah, and and Leicester's third with a point ahead and a game in hand, as of as of tonight. But the thing is, you know, it already feels like in this current system, there's a super league. You know, like oh. Bayern wins their thing every year. Uh, like in the Spanish league, it's always Barca, Atletico, mm. Madrid, PSG in mm-hmm. Paris. Like it's becoming boring, right? Only the Premier League has some shakeup. Leicester, like that one year, was an anomaly, dude. Otherwise, it's always a big club, right? It's always City or Chelsea or United. No, but if you look uh, at like, even uh, if you Arsenal. look, if you look at the top four, right? Arsenal is where, bro. Arsenal haven't been in the top uh, four for five years. The I league. mean, they were consistently coming top four, but I'm saying like, or Liverpool, right? I'm saying it's always one of these big clubs. Leicester was a one-year anomaly, but I'm saying there's already a Super League that that pretty much goes to the Champions League every year. Yeah, but and and th- that's what's becoming boring about football. Like it's so predictable a lot of times. No, I think see Liverpool's Liverpool are a very recent rise, right? Because up till four years ago, who would have thought Liverpool would win the league? Yeah, that was the joke. Right? The joke was oh, yeah. next is Ajax, next is Ajax. Was was the joke. And then suddenly it wasn't a joke, especially last season when they absolutely murdered everybody. What irritates me, and like I think where I kind of agree with you on this is there is um, there is no. It's usually only two teams competing for the title, and and by Jan by January or February, it's, it's decided who's going to win it. Yeah, it's done, right? Yeah, the only year where it wasn't. decided was maybe uh the year before last when it was the game you uh the game you were at the etihad for the, the liverpool city game yeah yeah liverpool city game yeah but yeah. that was also a two horse race right yeah it was a two horse race but that was a very yeah. it was a close title race right it it came down to two points in the end yeah but that's what it should not be right it shouldn't be it should be at least like three four guys battling it out right that's mm-hmm. the best thing Yeah, like it always La becomes a two-horse race. Right? I think La Liga has always potentially always been a three-horse race. I, I feel La Liga is going to even out a lot in the next coming years because one, the two clubs don't have financial power anymore. I know at least not to the extent they did. Uh, one superstar is retiring, so they can't really, uh, you know, put their eggs in that basket. Madrid have currently gone top, right, of, of La Liga. No, they lost to Getafe, right? No, they drew. They drew. Yeah, I think they drew to dude, Getafe. That Getafe game was hilarious, dude. Basically, Zidane. Hmm. So Madrid's team is tired, right? They yeah. outrun them, hmm. and they're dead. So he played the academy guys. Oh, okay. okay. Oh. I don't even think he knows who these academy guys are. <laughs> dude, there's one guy called Chusco or something. Or Chuso or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure no? the dance look uh, Chisco or something. Excited. The dance looking at him like, yeah. Uh-huh. The dance looking at him like, what are you? You must be like defender. Ah, oh, okay, cool. Go play. Because <laughs> <laughs> even he doesn't know who this team is. Yeah, but somehow I, I thought they lost. I think they drew to get off. If I'm not mistaken. Over the over the weekend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They drop points. They get off. I, I thought. I thought they were talking about 
uh, yes yes so mended r and top because of that correct mm-hmm. correct yes, but there are on equal points with uh, atletico with atletico yeah it's just goal difference atletico have a game in hand yeah they have a game in hand as well oh, i mean la liga looks exciting three teams so I, I barcelona think... have two games in hand and there are 65 I so yeah, yeah. So La Liga is exciting and you know what what I enjoy the most about the Premier League is that any one club could have a great year like look at West Ham West Ham are about to like around the cusp of Europe and which means they're going to go on a European tour I I think they're either guaranteed Europa or they're guaranteed I mean at the, at the most they're guaranteed Europa because I don't think Liverpool really want it and because it will it will wreck their season the way especially the way Klopp trains his players and the issue no, but here's the thing right hmm. here's the thing right uh, here's why football is not sustainable anymore is especially in the premier league right you have the big six or whatever hmm. but only four spots for champions league hmm. okay if you don't hmm. go in the champions league you lose your players or new players don't want to join you because they want to play in the Champions League. So but how that, do you reach the Champions League? You would constantly spend a lot of money. That's see, why the Super League came about, right? Like you need you need money. That's basically it. I don't know, dude. I think the top two Liverpool didn't really throw bucket loads of money at that project, right? They even if you look at Everton, Everton have spent 100 million in every every two alternate season they've at least reached 100 million but they always finished eighth so throwing money at the problem is not always the answer and if you and united who haven't been in the champions league for about i mean this is the it's probably going to be their second time in uh, their first time since fergie retired to qualify cons- in consecutive years but they always in europa and they always attract man to attract talent like people go to arsenal because there's some pedigree attached to it and right now that's what clubs are running on they're running on um you know the the whole the value the value of the brand that's kind of where where they are at this point and leicester dude i feel leicester will replace one of those clubs in the next 10 years because they are a very well run unit they don't spend a lot of money and when they do spend money and when they when their talent really comes through they get them they get them sold for insane amount like look at maguire he's not worth 80 million at all but they squeezed 80 million out for him uh, that kid wesley fofana is about to um, no but that becomes a feeder club right i mean not like you see dortmund hmm. or or like roma or all of these uh, clubs right they start becoming feeder club for other like This is where the stars are born, and then they're bought for like crazy, insane money. But I don't think Leicester. But those guys don't have yeah, a. They don't have problem. a great academy, anything, right? Who? What Leicester? They don't have a great academy. Yeah, they do, dude. They have a good scouting department. It's a little different, though. No, but Harvey Barnes come came through Leicester, right? Harvey but Harvey Barnes is not not that big, dude. Hey, dude, he's he's really he's good. doing really well this year. He's injured, but he's actually a really good, dude. Harvey Barnes. Uh, then they had Demare Gray, I think, now who's moving. Um, they they were quite. James Madison is as well from. He he came from Norwich. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Norwich also have a really good uh, academy. They they are great scouting networks. I think the thing with Leicester is they know how to spot a deal. and even if you were to take one player out of that squad the squad sustained like they they have and maybe it's a rogers thing where he's got them playing to the to their absolute potential but when they start playing possession football and start running through teams they're a real joy to watch yeah but this very counter attacking right no no they're they're, they're, back against their possession okay. based right? their yeah. possession but their goals come from counter attack no dude they are very they work it into the box like when united they kept they press them into uh, scoring both goals they're they're a high pressing team we've got james you don't Madison. counter so much who 
You're right. They don't counter so much. Yeah, no, they used to counter a lot when it was four four two under Ranieri because that was that that was a system. But then they eventually moved into a system where uh, um, it focuses heavily on possession football. And I don't think it favors Vardy as much. And it's got to a point where you can see the drop off with Vardy. He's not picking up as many points as he. Yeah, has. Vardy is a, a essential counter attacking striker. Yeah, and but he's also gotten old. He's thirty four next year. I'd, It probably like he'll probably call it a day in, in a year or so. Yeah, I mean, he's that proper like FIFA pace abuse guy, but he's yeah. old now, so he can't do pace abuse. So yeah, <laughs> he's like it's. I think Ian Archer was picked up after him, but I, I, if Leicester have one place that they need to, probably, um, you know, get some cover in is probably it's, it's at the striker position because. As good as Ianacho is, I don't think he's the solution long term. And those guys are like king power, right? Is what what they own. Right. Yeah, yeah, king power. Yeah, yeah like just if you go to the the like the airport at Bangkok is just them. It's all, all, Lester, all, Lester, Lester. All over the place. Yeah. So those boys are are quite loaded, and I, I think even. Sheffield also Sheffield is owned by Prince Abdullah uh, from Saudi Arabia, and he is extremely frugal with his cash. So, the amongst the top twenty in the Premier League, the ones that don't have money, I mean, Mike Ashley is Newcastle. Mike Ashley has a lot of money, just refuses to spend it. Yeah, Why's he's it? also like you're not going to get return. He said it right. Yeah, I can put more money, hmm. and my team will do well. Then I have to put even more money. Yeah, so my team will keep doing well. And he's like, "What? This is a money pit. I'm not. I'm not investing." No, which is why fundamentally they need to figure out a more sustainable solution to it. Because um, we were, I was listening to just some um, some a podcast piece the other day, and I mean they were talking about the issue we spoke about the other day, which is. Sky BT. There was another thing that these guys. Uh, what do you call? Um, there was another service that they put up for about ten ten pounds a month or ten pounds per game. And it the camera angle wasn't the best, and the it was just a common one commentator. Like audio quality wasn't the best, but it was serviceable. And I, I don't know what what it's called called free for something. I don't know. I'll, I'll get back to you on it. And then they spoke about, uh, you know, that the, the Newcastle Sheffield game that was priced at fifteen pounds uh, pay per view. Hello. No. You guys, you guys can hear me. Yeah. 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 Mm. So apparently, this this guy spoke to one of. One executive from a club, and the and the club guy said we wanted price at seven pounds. But if but Sky came back saying if you price it price it at seven pounds, and if it works, then it affects their revenue model. No, the funniest thing is, they, they, these guys were like crying about the Super League. They would have been the first ones to bid on it. So right, oh, of course, Sky would have let it go. Right. Yeah. Like all, all this Gary Neville and all shouting and all. At the end of the day, his owners also would have gone and bought the right and broadcasted across the UK. <laughs> no doubt about that. You think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Such a big cash cow, they would have. See, I, I think that it comes back in the future, but right now there needs to be reforms. And I, and we, we were talking about this on on text a day or two ago, and this was to do with. Uh, the fifty plus one rule, which I don't think will happen, but what fans and what the government is is trying to back is that every time a decision like this happens, fifty one percent of the fans upward, or like people of the season ticket holders upward. Yeah, but fans are not always right. You know, fans can be swayed. But um, it's always I know, good to hear the what day, they have so to say as well. No, it's good. Like they should be. Yeah. uh in in the in the room they should be their voice should be heard of course but if you give them an out and out democratic voting right i don't know if that that is a, a good model 
I don't think you it, it works in Germany and like but it, it's too late to implement our model here because how are you going to convince you can't them? right yeah like these guys have put billions almost mm so you at can't at least a billion right or yeah you can't tell them okay now you don't own it fans do it's going to be like okay give me my money back uh this one but Even now if they start doing it it's going to take a while for them to you know make that separation happen and but there's no way to least, do it right now it'll at least take 10 to 20 years minimum for them to move into this transition Hmm. maybe i don't know if it's possible itself right it's like if you bought a house and i said no your house is not going to be fan owned you'll tell me to fuck off dude that's <laughs> <laughs> you know what the worst part was <laughs> i couldn't even enjoy mourinho sacking yeah i i read about that i read the athletic article on it hmm. i mean it didn't say anything new yeah exactly it's the same things that we all expected but at least it didn't have anything to do with the super league yeah no this right. bullshit i think levy saw yeah. an opportunity and he thought okay these guys are going to give us so and so money we'll cover we'll cover mourinho's severance uh, package <laughs> so apparently there's some clause in the severance package that if he gets fired when the club is not in the top 6 hmm then his severance is like goes down by a lot okay good more than 50% but by a lot hmm. okay but if he wins a trophy then his severance goes by up by a lot so he found that right window where like okay this week we're seven but next week we might win a trophy okay let's get rid of this guy <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently he he gave he spent 4 hours after he was fired telling a lot of his players home truths home truth yeah yeah dude i want to hear that that should have been the the documentary yeah all or nothing all or nothing speaking of which the all or nothing is happening at juventus oh dude that's good yeah. oh wow that'd be interesting yeah, to watch i mean next year right not this, this year this nothing next year no it'll come out next year it'll come out next year oh really? they're filming them this year mm. yeah oh that yeah so- i mean I thought it'll just be eight eight episodes of Ronaldo, mm-hmm. but now at least one episode they should if the club allows it. I don't think they will. I think they. I mean, they'll try and decorate uh, Agnelli as some sort of. Uh, no, they'll do some stupid thing like uh, while the world was like uh, drenched in the Super League rumors and talks. Our players were focused on training. Then they'll go and show some guys training. <laughs> Something like that they'll do. Okay. Oh, this this uh, breaking news right now. So, the Premier League is set to change its rule to ensure that no member club will ever be able to join a breakaway European league again without facing instant expulsion. Then that's fair enough, right? Yeah. So again, that's it's true. all these guys protecting their own interests. Hmm. There's no like, uh, there's no good guys. There's no saints in any of this. Nobody is a saint. Not hmm. FIFA, not UEFA, not the Premier League, not the big clubs. No, it's just like oh, you pick evil versus evil, money versus money. That's really what. Yeah. So, so even in these discussions, uh, what has happened? Like when these guys are saying, okay, we'll go and make our own league, and then. the premier league is like we'll throw you out okay media guys started discussing media right and media right valuations okay hmm. without these top 6 okay the other 14 club wouldn't have earned fuck all from media right yeah obviously yeah. they depend heavily on the on the top 6 yeah right from media right hmm. they wouldn't have earned jack shit so even they're covering their ass yeah see they also need these guys it's like which is why you see steve parishes the the ceo of of crystal palace in an interview with with sky sports and he's like yes we'll welcome them back and it, at no point was he pissed off he was like we need we need them they they know how important they are to the league they all need each other dude they all need yeah. each other. and there has to be a more concrete solution to fixing this issue because uh holy shit it 
it's uh, this is going to happen in in the near future but it has to be as long as it's not a closed door situation it does if it doesn't turn into the nfl then it'll get approved or people will be on board with it because trying yeah. so at, at the end of the day even when they were saying right want to get tired of seeing it hmm. dude you're only going to see each team play each other twice in a year like yeah dude but one home and away again yeah but see once again if if chelsea like, let's say chelsea and united are 7th and 8th and they have no chance in qualifying for the playoffs why will you watch I mean, it's still a good game. Like, I know, but good game to the watch. first season, the first season, yeah, with the second season, the third season, the fourth season, it like there's no more. There are no stakes. Like, okay, you either qualify or you just like languish, and then we'll see you next year. There is only like one sort of. If you look at the current Premier League structure, right? You're like, oh shit! If you don't win the league, you qualify for Champions. If you don't qualify for Champions League, you qualify for Europa. Yeah, Europa. You don't qualify for Europa. There's some new Conference League that's coming now. So people finish Conference League, league. Yeah. Between eighth to tenth are also screwed. Uh, if you don't do that, okay, you don't get revenue from. You'll have like it's a write-off season. If you're not having a write-off season, you're in a relegation battle. So the, through each section of the table, there is some sort of uh, conflict happening, which keeps things interesting. With regards to this, right? It's like the only way is up. And if you're not going up, you're going to stay where you are, and ultimately that will lead to stagnation. Yeah, maybe. Okay, let's quickly address. I'm, 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 I'm saying like it's not like close leagues don't work, hmm. but yeah, maybe like in America shows, IPL shows, hmm. close leagues do work. But they but, both. But maybe, began, maybe. They all began as close leagues, and then one team would disband, one team would go out, would go bankrupt, like. the seattle supersonics which i think now exist as uh, what did supersonics become after do you know it's it's the other around they were the seahawks now they become supersonic no dude the basketball team or oh, the basketball team oh, i got confused with the nfl team uh, the ones that played the playoffs against the bulls um yeah so stuff like this happens right so in that in people especially about football are very protective about it so it's very difficult to tell an entire community hey we're buggering off but yeah we'll we'll have to see okay the games did anyone see southampton play was this was the first time this season the spurs have come back from one nil down to win a game surprise gareth bale i caught that game the full full game mm Surprise! Surprise! Oh. <laughs> All yeah. it takes is one. There's quite a few controversies in this game as well. Yeah, there was uh, there was that disallowed goal from Son. Then there was the penalty for Son. Correct. A lot of. I think the disallowed goal was valid, right? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, people, definitely. He was standing right in the path. If he'd gone the other way, then that guy had no excuse. Yeah, he was jumping in the path, Tatu. Yeah. Something. And then I I watched the City Villa game thinking oh this is going to be interesting the City scored in the first twenty seconds <laughs> no sorry sorry Villa scored in the first twenty seconds and yeah. then City do what City do bro they 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 play FIFA twenty in real life they pass the ball from left to right from left to right from left to right and then they took it to the byline and cut it back to the center of the box and Foden scores. And John Stones got sent off, and at this point, I'm thinking, oh, now I'll watch the game because it's interesting. And they are right back, Matty Cash, is getting rinsed by Foden. Foden is taking him in, he's taking him out. Um, he gets three yellow cards in two minutes, or like two yellow cards in three minutes. There's some fan sound. What? There's some fan sound somewhere. My room. Oh, the power came back. No, the power is not on, but uh, it's running on the UPS. So that's why that sounds. Yeah. We apologize for any sudden disturbances. Yes. And then 
So yeah, then what do you call? As soon as that guy got sent off, City just kept the ball. For 30 minutes, they kept the ball. Villa didn't have a sniff. Every time they got the ball, three guys would converge, get the ball back, start passing it around them. It's damn frustrating to watch City, especially whenever they start doing that. And I think that more or less wraps the title. But it leaves a very interesting game coming up on the weekend. Where they play um, first in the, in the final. How do you think that's going to go? They have a manager who's about 20 or 29 years old. Yeah. And Gareth Bale is sitting there like, what? <laughs> Why should I listen to you? So is Kane. You know, that's Gareth Bale's best friend, no? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, dude. So, I don't know Does if you remember. Does he play golf with him? No, he played for Spurs. Oh. So, remember this game where Cahill went for a, a header and he ended up fracturing a guy's skull? This was... Vaguely, you remember something? Yeah, there was a while ago. So, Cahill and... So, Ryan Mason is, was a Spurs player. And then they both went up to, like, head a ball and this guy ended up fracturing his skull and then... He had to retire from the game because he he suffered from brain damage. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, it was quite bad. It was it was really bad and, and very sad, very sad. Yeah, it happened about in 2016, 2017, and then they he came back to work with the Spurs Academy, started like uh, coaching the under 23s, and they put him as an interim manager. So he's like best friends with Harry Kane and um, Gareth Bale and all. They all came through the academy. So he's not really a manager, right? No, he's an interim manager. Like, obviously, they're not going to keep him. Even an interim manager? Like, he's not really like, uh, okay, guys, we need to do this. <laughs> like, look, Freddie Junberg last year at Arsenal, pretty much the same situation. Yeah, but, I mean, obviously, Junberg was much older. This guy is much younger than everybody. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited for that game because now I feel that game has stake. The City won't have John Stones. And uh, they kind of they kind of look a little weak, dude. They look like they can be ga- uh, got at. I think Spurs are playing a more attacking football with mm. uh, Lion Mason as their interim manager. I think they could have a good. I think they're doing some Pochettino football, dude. That's his style. His style is he wants to play Pochettino football, which is good. It's mm. good. Spurs can do that. That's they the shouldn't thing. give the ball to the defender. They shouldn't do possession. They keep it up and just keep trying. Yeah, dude, just like press from uh, press from high, uh, move the ball quickly, and you, and they create chances. They were really good in that second half. So if you're yeah, if you're like from a fantasy perspective, if you're keeping Kane or Son, now would be a good time because they're playing attacking football. But they want to replace uh, him with Eric Ten Hag, who was the Ajax coach. That they famously knocked out of Europe in on their way to the final. Yeah, we must be very salty about that. <laughs> in the last minute, he got it. Last, and then for him to come here, just carry the salt with us. Like, I don't know. I, I think, but I think the, the 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 funniest thing would be to see like what Mourinho said as his home truth in those four hours. I feel we'll we'll players. get. We, We'll get an athletic piece on it tomorrow day after, 100%. No, I don't. I don't think that will, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Because the But athletic... I can just imagine him going like, uh, like just pointing at me like, you're shit, you're shit, you're a cunt. <laughs> He did it in front of everybody, that's the thing, right? So, yeah. And like, when it comes to Harry, he'll be like, you're cool, then again, you're shit, you're shit, you're shit. <laughs> like, if you notice the players that said, um, He reposted everyone's stories on his Instagram. And you could tell the players that really cared about him. It was Harry Kane, Son, Lucas mm. Moura, um, this fellow. Uh, he, what's his name? Ben Davies. And one other person. Like only five players just reposted. Um, I mean, posted about him leaving. I don't think everyone else is alienated by then. Yeah, but even he didn't really talk to those guys, right? It goes both ways. Yeah, dude, I mean, I feel with Toby Alderweireld especially, he must have, because he treated him like shit. And I think he tried to incite that reaction out of him and 
Aldergrad is not that kind of player. Like, okay, dude. This is a bit much. I don't think anyone will take his shit anymore. Where is, where is he going to go now? Yeah. Probably, like, like you guys said, the Portugal team. Hmm. Or Italy, dude. You know what? Italy still plays Mourinho type football. Yeah. But Inter Milan are playing football. Uh, Imagine they go from that. No. Uh, you actually might go to Juventus, dude. Because Pirlo is just fucking up. Yeah, Pirlo, yeah. They could, they could take him there. He'll get on Scudetta also. Yeah. 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 Or like... Uh, uh, so Borussia Dortmund, no wait, chance. Sorry, Bayern Munich, no, 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 no. Sorry, mm-hmm. Bayern Munich manager is leaving. So some other big manager will have to leave. So the knock-on effect is that Mourinho might go there over mm-hmm. Maybe, I, I but I think he's done at the Premier League. He can't come anywhere close to Premier League now. Where is he going to go, dude? Like, Leicester. Imagine that Leicester. Nobody wants no, him. No, no, no. Nobody wants nobody him. Wants yeah, him. You're right. And if he goes to a mid-table club, his career is done. Like, that's it. Actually, him at a mid-table club would be great. But then, like, if he goes to... I don't know. And if he goes to... A Wolves, maybe? I mean, that would be like the Portugal national squad anyway. <laughs> so No, that's not fair, dude. Those guys are attacking. They're nice. They're free-flowing playing. Dude, if he goes don't to do that Wolves, to them. If he goes to Wolves, right, he will get so many privileges because uh, George Mendes basically runs that club. All his all his players are there, and George Mendes is is Jose's agent. Mm. So there's I don't know Wolves might probably come back for him in a couple of years after Nuno Espirito Santos call it a day. Okay, let's quickly look at FPL and uh, let's see how everyone did this week. Was, do you know how you did this week? I'll start with you. Not sure. Let me go check. Akshay, how do you do, dude? I'm currently at 60 points. Uh, I'm going to have stones come in with a negative two. So that'll go down to a 58 <laughs> for, the, for the week. You know what? This is karma for what you did yesterday. So... Okay, I had Mendy as my keeper when I played the free hit and bloody Tuchel decided to play Kepa instead, okay. So, I didn't even have a backup backup keeper. I have I had Button from West Brom, who I don't think has played a game all day, uh, all year. All so, season, yeah. Uh, so, I'm like done there. And so, Akshay was laughing at me saying, haha, um, uh, no Mendy. And he went to bed and... Uh, 20 minutes after he went to bed, John Stones got sent off. And he told me Stones was coming off the bench. This is such full bad juju you attracted. Yeah, yeah. Can't, can't be helped, I guess. <laughs> so I've, I am I am on 68 points with Ian Archer to play. And he plays West oh, that's, that's really amazing. But my free hit is already gone. And um, this week, this week also has some very interesting fixtures. So let's quickly run through um, the upcoming fixtures will get you predictions on each. So, uh, we start off tomorrow, dude. What are these Friday kickoffs? Edit is going to kill me. Um, Arsenal play Everton. Who do you think is winning? Arsenal don't have Lacazette. They don't have Aubameyang. So I think Everton might win this. Yeah, Everton's going to take it as well. Everton, yeah. yeah. Liverpool versus Newcastle. I think Liverpool is still a little shaken by what happened. And the boys... Newcastle, are... dude. St. Maximum. What form? Like, um, he's like lower league Lingard. <laughs> lower league. Like lower table Lingard. Yeah. Lower table and Lingard. On another note, he's a really good option for your FPL as well. Yeah, they have, I mean, they're they're more or less safe, but I don't think they've... Uh, uh, he's also like... Their fixes aren't the best, but I would keep saying Max Man. He's causing quite a few defenses problems. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's scored or assisted in the last... Two, three, two or three games. Uh, West Ham, Chelsea. This is possibly the biggest game of the weekend from a from a Premier League. Yeah, it's a big game. Big game. No, winner takes all. Put, puts who, yeah, winner takes a driving seat. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel Chelsea win this, dude. I feel because the last time West Ham played Chelsea, it was under Lampard, and they cruised that game. Mm-hmm. I think Tammy scored. I two. think so. I think Chelsea will at least they'll they'll block out and they'll get a one zero. Yeah, one nil. All they need is a yeah, one. Yeah, 
one will or and twitter max twitter smart yeah. enough to find a way like to to close down ringard i uh, just, just put the fridge on him dude just put the fridge on him and <laughs> and leave it who is the fridge the restate the restamps dude oh, restamp is called the fridge yeah this is called the chelsea fridge oh, okay oh. i didn't know restamp was the fridge but yeah they call maguire the fridge so i usually have negative connotations associated with it no the fridge is just like imagine a player is like a fridge and he runs into you dude <laughs> just go flying that's the fridge <laughs> you know maguire is singularly responsible for getting woodward sacked or resigned Harry Maguire would give him a tenure tenure contract. He was he and Luke Shaw were the most pissed off when the Super League announcement happened. Yeah, that was hilarious. Like the one, yeah, the fridge and Luke Shaw and like Bade Mia, Choti Mia going and fighting, dude. Like what is this? <laughs> Shaw Berto Carlos, his real name. Sheffield Brighton, Sheffield relegated Brighton. or it might just get an easy win here but you never know sheffield united may actually <laughs> be safe from relegation after getting relegated if the premier league docks the top 6 30 points that will be hilarious yeah because arsenal goes down no oh yeah arsenal go down <laughs> oh, shit. yeah arsenal gets rele- relegated if they dock 25 points <laughs> that will be hilarious there will be the riot in north london if that happens um then i think um, united play leeds which is another interesting fixture last time i was shitting it when this fixture came out and then it was 3-0 in 20 minutes and i thought okay this this game is done but i doubt leeds will be that foolish this time i expect a kg game maybe a one bl side or bl side comes back bl side draws it out i think no after seeing them at uh, against liverpool i think they have come back stronger in the second half of the season they they're um, playing so then, smart they're like even against city they were dogged they yeah they kept yeah. them they defensively they've improved they're not getting caught in transition and unnecessarily which is what happening in the united game um then wolves and burnley oh my god if paint could drive this is this is another fixture that makes me believe the super league is a better option uh but, but burnley well it's burnley right yeah but, but Shit, housing a win, eh? As usual, in a slightly difficult spot because they are only six points ahead of Fulham, and I think Fulham, yeah, Fulham don't play this week. Surprisingly, yeah, they have a they have a blank, right? Yeah. So if Burnley lose this week, that could let Fulham back in with a shout. Fulham, I want Fulham to stay. Dude. I I just want Burnley to get relegated. I can't watch them anymore. Aston Villa, West Brom, Villa have been losing a lot of the games off late, so this could be a chance for them to gain some momentum back. And I think it finally. I think West Brom are in a good uh, spot right now in terms of form and everything, so they do have an outside chance to win. Yeah, they could win it. I think they definitely have a strong chance to win it. They could actually, you know what? I don't. I I see West Brom winning that game. You're right. And plus, now they have they don't have Matty Cash um, in the defense. There's that an option, and then Leicester Palace, which I think Leicester will win because Palace are on the beach. Leicester take it. Yeah, I think Leicester will take it. Um, okay, captaincy choices for this week. Who are we going with, and why? Mm. I don't know. Um, I still have to decide. Uh, I still have to decide if I'm going to take a wild card this week or not. I would advise against um, it because we'll get announcements for game week 35 in about a week. So, if you have your wild card, please keep it with you. I think it was you, Dod. Um, but I think Jota might be a good choice for captain. Mm, yeah, I'm. Um, I'm going. I think I'm going to go with Salah against Newcastle. Right. right. Like Unless I I do a few changes and try to get Salah and I might captain him. Hmm. So I think so yeah, that captain Salah. It's always <laughs> it's usually the safest bet. You guys want to do like a 
a watch along for one of these games. I'll do it for Madrid Chelsea dude, if that happens. Well, I don't even mind doing it for like uh, City Spurs. For League Cup. Also, huh? Yeah. Yeah, City Spurs as well. So let's try yeah. to do a watch along. See how that goes. Let's try it for the West Ham Chelsea game. Possibly. Actually, yeah, that that uh, one of us has stakes, no? So, yeah, but yeah, okay. I don't mind. I don't mind either. I don't mind either. Let's pick a game. Okay, uh, that should be it. I shall speak to you guys next week. <laughs>